my name's Christian, for those that don't know me. And um, I'm pastor, pastor of the church with my wife, Angie, who's doing CC Kids today. Um, what we're looking at today is, um, well, I'll tell you later, actually. We'll, st- we'll dive straight into Scripture. I'm going to read from Genesis today. And um, we'll go from Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3, first of all. And then we'll hear what the Scriptures are compounding for us. So it says, The Lord had said to Abraham, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And then we move on to a few chapters later. Genesis 15, verses 4 to 6, where there's another God encounter with Abraham. Then the Lord came to him, this man shall not be your heir. I'm talking about a relative he has at the time. But a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said, so shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Now, a lot of you will know the story, but some of you won't. But um, we're actually having a look at faith at the moment. And it's an important um, message with all of this. Because, um, you look sunny today. This is nice. Sorry, I just looked up properly and noticed you there. Right, you all look very sunny. Looking, it's nice weather outside, I believe. Um, so, as far as it is... We've got a, a story here where Abraham's not happy at the moment. He's 75, for those who are not aware. 75 at this point in his life, and he's not got an heir, and he's looking for an heir. And then he has this encounter with God. He's made a promise by God that he's going to have an heir. This is going to happen. So this is quite, this is quite good news, I would say. He gets excited, I would have thought, at that particular point. That things aren't always going to be this way now. Things aren't always just going to carry on like this. Great news. And so every day, he's waiting for his life to change. Every day now, he gets up and he's thinking, it's going to be different. Something's going to happen that's different now. It's going to be good. I've got my promise. It's all going to happen. God's spoken. He's going to change my life. But then life carries on just as normal. Every day is exactly the same as the one that went on before. And every day he gets out of bed, and every day he gets dressed, and every day he goes to work, and that's messing around with cattle, and they're smelly, so he's getting smelly every day, and he's getting hot, and he's getting sweaty every single day. And he goes back, and he gets a shower, possibly, I don't know what they had in them days, Um, and he, he, he eats, and then he listens to his music collection, which probably at that point was just the band Genesis because I don't think anything else was going (laughs) at that point. But you get the idea that that's really basically his life story. He's going on and on and on like that again and again and again. So life's just carrying on. It's not changing at all. Apart from he's getting older, that's about it. He's just getting older and more and more tired because that's what is happening. So he's getting more and more older and more and more tired and probably a little bit more fed up with the way things are going. And then a few years later, God shows up again. And he has another God moment, another God encounter, another God 
um, message, if you like. So God shows up, and he says, count the stars if you're able. Count the stars and see what they look like to you. At the time, there would have been very little light pollution. So there would have been a lot more than you see these days. Count the stars. So shall your descendants be. That's not a bad promise. So off he goes again. He's excited again. He's got the promise. Yes. Here we go again. But still nothing changes. Every day it's the same. Every day nothing matters. Every, every day he's going to work. He's coming home. He's going to work. He's coming home. And the routine never changes at all. And Abraham looks at the stars every day, but every day nothing changes. Every day he remembers the promise, but nothing changes. Every day he keeps looking at this promise that nothing ever happens. And then at 99, so he was 75 at first, now he's 99, Abraham has another encounter with God. Another moment where God promises him a child, where God promises him something that's going to be exactly what he's after, something which he's been looking for all this time, and something that God's been behind all the time. But at this point, it seems so impossible. At this point, it seems so ridiculous that he just laughs. At this point, it's like, well, this is just unbelievable. And Sarah laughs at well, as well. It's just completely and utterly now not going to happen. So he's still tired, and he's still disappointed, Maybe there's still something. Maybe there is something that God's going to do something. There's still something burning away a little bit that God could break through and do something. Because the Bible does say, it does call him a man of faith, who never, his faith never wavered. But if you read the, story, the chapters between 12 and 21, then he's quite generous in some places. But as far as he goes, he's gone through the same day for 25 years and nothing has happened. Apart from every now and again, he has this God encounter and God tries to encourage him a bit more and say, it's going to happen. It's all good. It's there. I'm still with you and I'm going to be there for you. Now, we are talking about faith today. I've called the message, Don't Stop Believing, because I want to get that song in your head. Um, or maybe I'm going for the likes on YouTube. I don't know. But, um, but seriously, it's a, it's a decent kind of title because that's where Abraham was in all of this time. He had to hold on to this. Faith is really, really important. It can have a huge positive impact on our lives. And it can have a huge positive impact on the lives of people around us. Our faith can make a huge difference. So I want to unpack what the faith is that Abraham, Abraham had, the tools that we can really learn from him, that we can emulate from him, so that we can walk in faith, the faith that Abraham had. And it's a great example Abraham, as I've said, he's known as a great example of faith, isn't he? If you, know, if you, know the, the, if you don't, then read it up. But he's known as this great man of faith, somebody who kept on believing. And it's, but it's really easy, I think, really easy to say, Abraham believed God and Isaac was born. All right, isn't it? I mean, that's almost, well, it's very easy to just flick between, between there. But it's not the story at all. Because it misses out 25 years of, of Abraham's life. And in the really important years. If we just think that this is that, you know, I, I believe I get, then that's, we've missed the point of faith altogether. And I think sometimes we can reduce faith to a quick fix. Am I right in that? Yeah. 
We can reduce faith to, uh, if I believe this, then God's going to sort my problems out straight away. Um, if I believe this, it's going to be a, mir- a miraculous thing that's going to happen. And we can reduce it down to something which is a, a very short-term thing. And that's not what the Bible says in the slightest. If that happened, there would be no need for faith at all. Yeah? I mean, that's really, really clear. Faith is not an instantaneous fix to my problems. Faith is not a bang, it's all sorted out. Faith is in the waiting. And that there is really, really important. In Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So, you don't hope for what you've already got, do you? You know, I mean, I've got a Bible in my hand here, but I'm not hoping that I get a Bible. I've already got it. Faith isn't the saying, you've already got it. Faith is saying, you're going to, but you've got to have that confidence. It's something in the future. Faith is a conviction of things not seen with the natural eye. Faith is a confidence that I cannot see something physically. It is something that is very much real, is very much true, and something that I can look forward to. Faith is required when nothing seems to change, when nothing happens. Do that make sense? Yep. Faith is required between the prayer being prayed and then me seeing the answer to the prayer. That's the bit where I really need faith. Yep. If I get an instantaneous miracle in my life, I've had no faith. I've not needed faith for that at all. All right, say so someone comes to the front and says, right, I want to pray for you for whatever, for your hair to grow back. <laughs> and it all grows back. There's been very little faith there from, from my perspective. It just happened. But if, you know, if Andy comes up and says, oh, you know, I've got this word for you, Christian, that your hair's going to grow back, and you know, really, I'm like, yes, I'm going to stand on that, my hair's going to grow back, then uh, it better be from God. Uh, um, <clears throat> then the bit between my, me staying bald and me getting my hair back, <laughs> my hair getting back, me getting my hair back, I've heard this happen in some churches, happily, with this, but I don't know whether to believe it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go, I don't believe it. Um, the bit where my hair grows back, that's the bit where I need faith. You get the point. Yep. It's the, in the waiting that we need it. So to have faith is to believe, is to trust, is to believe that we are going to receive something in the future. Ephesians says we've all got faith. Uh, each one of us has been gifted faith, and we all have it. And it's how we use it that affects our lives. So everything, and I mean everything in God, is accessed by faith in him. All right? It doesn't just land in our laps. Things like that don't happen. We believe in faith, not fate. And it's faith in who he is. It's faith in his word. And these are very, very important parts of faith. Every promise, every blessing, limitless grace, limitless peace, limitless joy, victorious living, All of these things that God has got for us, all of these things that God has won for us, all of these, all of our rightful inheritance is accessible by faith. All of it is. All of that is ours. And that's how Abraham lived. Completely, that's his example. It's easy to think that if my prayers aren't being answered straight away, that I've not got the faith for them. Isn't it? Yeah. Has anyone ever said that? I've not got enough faith. I've not got enough faith for that. I'm not going to. Just because it's not happened straight away doesn't mean you haven't got enough faith. Abraham is the great man of faith, and he had to wait 25. I'm not saying you have to wait 25 years, by the way, but it's important. 
I know we always want quick results. Society's going faster and faster and faster. Yeah? If you watch TV, in my day, you watched 45 minutes, half hour shows. And that was about good. Now, now then it moved on to YouTube, which was about five minutes. And now it's TikTok, which is about 15 seconds, I think. All right? Such is the way. I don't know what's after TikTok. Maybe it'll just be subliminal things that are going past, but uh, well, there we are. But there's lots of other things to understand. Abraham trusted in who God is, and that's important. He, he trusted that he had the right character, yeah? And he trusted that he had the power to make this promise happen. So that's an important part of faith. Abraham kept also reminding himself of the promise. And I think that that image that God gives him of look at the stars in the sky is absolutely crucial. Because what he's saying is every single day you're going to get a reminder that this is coming. Every single day or every single night you're going to get that reminder. You're going to go out, you're going to look at the stars, you're going to remember. And so every single night he gets a reminder. Every single night he gets another reminder. Every single night he, gets, he can't escape a reminder because God is shouting it down from the heavens. Every single day, he's getting that reminder that God is with him, that God is for him, and that God is going to bring that promise to fruition. Does that make sense? So he kept that alive in him by kept coming back to it. Okay. And as I've already gone through, and there was countless others, through the 25 years, there were many conversations with God where Abraham heard him and Abraham spoke to him. Romans 10 says, Rome, uh, says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This thing is crucial. This thing is absolutely crucial in keeping our eyes on faith and not on what's going on around us all the time, which will bleed faith out of us a lot of the time. Because if all we're doing is looking at the not happened yet, then it goes away quickly. You keep your eyes on faith. You keep your eyes on the word of God because the word of God inside of us, the word of God lived on that will help us to keep strong. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's, where, that's, that's our life nutrition. Jesus said man does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Hearing him, reading the word, that's the kind of thing that stirs within us faith. You might not even feel it all of the time but it's so important to keep that word going inside of us again and again and again because it will make all the difference in keeping faith alive on the inside of us. So, it's so easy to get disheartened, but that word, that there will keep you above the line a lot of the time. It will keep your hearts going when everything around you looks like it's getting bleak. And I think that's really, really something which is fundamental to my life, absolutely. But we're also called to live by faith. Not just to look at this promise and what Abraham's done there is a crucial part of that. But we're called to live by faith, not by sight. Yep, 2 Corinthians 5 talks about that. And that's an important part of our whole message here today. We're called to engage our faith. Okay? I'll, 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 I'm trying to really find a, a different way of articulating it. I think that's the better way of saying it. Uh, to engage our faith there makes a huge, huge difference. And we'll come to that slide in a second, actually. Sorry, I've, I've, I've gone past you there. But it is faith, and you'll see this all throughout the New Testament, but it's in, in there. It's faith that causes the kingdom of God to move on the earth. It's faith 
that causes the kingdom of God to advance on the earth, to impact the world around us. Obviously, God wants to do these things, but he chooses to do it through us. He chooses to move through our faith. He chooses to go through us. There's a wonderful story in Mark 2, which I was sharing with leaders on last Sunday, about when the paralyzed man, Jesus brings, uh, sorry, the paralyzed man is, is lifted through a roof and Jesus heals him. And he says these words to the friends. He says it to the friends, because of their faith, the man is healed. Their faith brought the power of the kingdom of God into that man's life. Okay? So that's a huge difference that our faith makes to other people's lives. But to impact the world. Now listen, if we never engage our faith, because you can sit there doing nothing. If we never engage our faith, nothing gets changed. Consider that for a minute. If we never bother engaging it, nothing will ever get changed. Nothing, nothing stay. I mean, other people will be engaging it, but for your own life and the people that were supposed to change around us, nothing changes. Nothing changes at all. So if we go to Abraham's story, if he never bothered believing, let's say that we go into that story back, back to that, and God goes, I'm going to bless you with, uh, with a child, I'm going to bless you, and all the nations will be blessed through you. And Abraham's going, not bothered. I'm not engaging with that at all. He might, might not, whatever. Yeah? The, the whatever line, yeah? So Abraham goes, yeah, whatever. Never engages his faith with it at all. What happens? Nothing happens. There's no Isaac. There's no Israel. There's nothing. Do you get the, do you get the significance of this? Yeah? The entire nation of Israel is just gone because Abraham is not engaging his faith with God's word. Okay? It's quite significant. Inside every single one of us, there is a huge, huge influence for the rest of the world as we engage our faith with God. Make sense? Yes? When we need to choose to engage that faith. We need to choose to say to God, yeah, I'm believing that this is going to happen. I'm believing that, God, you're going to move through me. I'm believing, God, that you're going to move into my life and you're going to stretch out and into other people's lives around me. He wouldn't, Abraham wouldn't have believed, Abraham wouldn't have inherited what he had. If you never believed that Jesus died for you on the cross, if you never engaged your faith there, then your life would have carried on on its merry way, wouldn't it? Yeah? Not maybe a merry way either, I don't know. But if you never engaged your faith at that point and gone, yeah, I'm going to choose to believe that Jesus died for me on a cross. I'm going to choose to believe that he gave me forgiveness. That was the moment that we got saved. That was the moment where we came into God's kingdom. That was the moment where we, our lives changed from the inside out and we became new creations and we started walking with Jesus in a completely different way, wasn't it? Yep. And it happened when we engaged our faith. It happened when we went, I'm going to choose to believe. I'm going to choose to believe that this is the truth. I'm going to choose to believe that this is going to be the future of my life. Is that making sense to you guys? Because this is really, really where I want to see it. We need to grab hold of what God's saying. We need to grab hold of what the Word's saying. And as we choose to believe it, that's what makes all the difference. Now, if I was you sat where you are right now, part of me I would be going, so how on earth do I engage my faith? Because I think it's a fair enough question. But Dawn's already spoiled it because she put up the slide. You can put it up again. <laughs> um, it's, it's a change of thinking. A lot of the time, it is a change of thinking. 
It all starts back in our thinking. Everything that we believe starts back in our thinking. So what we think about affects what we believe. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah. yeah. If I'm thinking about, well, I mean, I'm, I don't, I've got no time to start <laughs> justifying everything. But if we think about the things that are good and holy and true and pure and the love of God, we're going to trust him more. We're going to grow in that way. We're going to harness that belief system that grows more and more in that way. So, if we are to engage our faith to see change in our lives and others' lives around us, then we start by changing the way we think. We dwell on God's promises. We dwell on God's will for our lives. We dwell on his word. And we dwell on his will for others' lives as well. And we'll find that we start believing God for change. We start seeing things change on the inside of us. It may take a while. Doesn't, I don't know how long. I mean, I'm not saying everything takes 25 years. Some things are faster than others. But we will be engaging our faith, and it makes a huge, huge difference. The tapes going around our head, we can change from being negative self-talk, and nothing's going to ever change at all. We can change that to something much better that God's with me, that God's for me, that God loves me, that God cares for me, that I am important, and that with the power of God in me, I can do all things. Yeah, that's a choice. That is a choice. It may take a while to training, but it is a choice that we can make to believe and engage our faith in what God says rather than how we feel. Got it? Because a lot of the time, it's a lot easier to believe how you feel than what the Word of God says. So it's really, really important that we come into that. So... Faith connects us to God in a really, really powerful way. We have that gift of faith. And it, we can use it to tremendous effect, not only in our own lives, but in those for others also. So engage it, switch it on, so to speak, and allow the power of God, allow the power of an all-loving God to flow through us and to transform the world around us. So you're ready for a challenging question? No! I'm off. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, what do we believe in God for at the moment? What, what are you actually, as, as we sit back here now, what are we believing God to change at the moment in our lives or people's lives around us? Now, you might not have an immediate answer to that. There may, there may be like something that immediately springs to mind, but there may be something where you're thinking, I haven't, I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. And, and that's really what I want to bring a, a, a challenge to myself on. It's what I want to bring a challenge to us all on. Say, what are we believing God for? Because if we don't believe God for anything, nothing changes, does it? You with me? Everything just carries on as it is. So what are we believing God for in our own lives? We'll start in our own lives. Think about that. Where do you want to see your life change? in that way. I'm not saying in a selfish way, like I'm believing God for a Porsche, all right? I'm not, I'm not saying that, although if you can do that, I'd be impressed. But I don't think that's really where I'm going with, with this message. What I'm saying is, what do you actually believe God for? What do you want to see change in your life? And if it's in the Word, or if God's promised it, then it's literally a case of believing for that thing. Yes? Does that make sense? Yeah? And you may have to dwell on it for a while and keep coming back to it and keep counting the stars, so to speak. But you get the idea. 
What are you believing? I want that to be our, our takeaway from this. What are you believing God for? What is it that you want to engage your faith in right now? Where do you want to see change in your world right now? Okay? And I'll keep coming back to that because I want you to reflect on that. Where do you want to see things change? And where do you think God wants to see that? If God is wanting to see that change as well, then we're in a win-win situation here, aren't we? Yes? If God's going, yeah, do you know what? Actually, if you, you know whether God wants that change or not. Okay? If, if it's like, do you know what? My prayer life stinks at the moment. I'd like that change. Well, you know, I would imagine that if that's what you're thinking, then God would, doesn't, he's not going to say no. Is he? Not gonna, well, you know, I'm not going to give you a better prayer life. Obviously, there'd be some practical things, but whatever we're believing for, I, I would like a greater revelation of the love of God. Okay. Believe for it then. Start looking at the scriptures where it says God's love is better than life. Start looking at the scriptures where it says that it, God, God is ravished by you. Start looking at those scriptures where it's, it's, look, it's looking at how much he loves you, that he gave his one and only son, that because he loved you so much. Start looking at those scriptures where he says that nothing can separate you from the love of God. And the more you dwell on those scriptures, the more you'll start believing that. That's just an example, okay? You might have all sorts of things going around your head at the moment, but what is it that you want to see change in your world, or what do you think God wants to change in your world? What is it that God's saying to you right now to say, what do you want to believe God for? Where do you want to engage your faith in personally? And then let's ramp it up a little bit, but it could be on anything. I, I, I just before we, before we ramp it up, it could be, there's a whole load of things that I was thinking, provision being a big one at the moment, and I'm thankful Emma prayed into that. Um, health, there's a whole lot of health issues, health in trouble that people are going through. There's a whole load of things that people may be going through at the moment. So all of those, then I, I'm really, really aware of. And so if those are the things, then, you know, it's not a selfish thing to, to believe in God for that. But I say, ramp it up as a church. As a church, where do you want or what do you feel we should be believing God for as a church? Okay? And have a think about that. Because for me, I want to see this as a house of salvation. Are we on that? Are we on the same page? I want to see this as a house of restoration. I want to see this as a house of healing. I want to see this as a house where souls return to Jesus. I want to see this where a house where disciples are made, where people get empowered to live the Christian life. Where people come in, and they may come in in a way where they're broken and they're bruised and they're battered, and then they get fixed, and then God gets on the inside of them, and when they get sent out and impact the world in a massive way. That's what I'm believing for. Yep. That's the thing. We engage our faith in that way, then we start to see change. But we have to engage our faith. And you can look at this and go, well, I've not seen anything yet so far, but neither did Abraham for 25 years. The point is this. It's a message on faith. Still engage, still engage. And if you don't see any change, first of all, still engage. And of course there's practical things. There always will be practical things to put into process with that. And we'll always seek God for wisdom on those things. But always, always, always have faith. Always hold on to the things and the dreams that you know are still in your heart right now. Those dreams, those hopes that you've held on for so long 
And God may be tweaking or speaking or doing whatever it is, but never let go of those dreams. Never let go of the things that are in your heart right now. And it could be to see people brought into a completely brand new place with him. It could be to see spouses return to Jesus. It could be to see children return to Jesus. I don't know what your dreams are. You do. But if they're matching up with what God's hopes and desires are, you're in a good place. That's where we are. That's what we want to be doing. That's the, the, the faith level that I'm aiming at at the moment. And if you're with me, then you're in the right place. <laughs> and then we look outward, and I've been looking outward a little bit in that point there. Do be available to Jesus as we go about our day-to-day business. As we go about meeting other people's lives, as we go about and seeing who we can connect to, all right, and who we can connect him to, more to the point. As Paul mentioned already, there's a barbecue next week. That's a really easy thing to invite somebody to, a very easy thing to invite a non-Christian friend, colleague, neighbor, whatever. It doesn't matter who. I mean, you know, pull them in off the streets. Yeah, there'll be enough. There'll be enough sausages, I'm sure. Um, so... It's a great way of me. I mean, you've already heard a testimony of the community that you guys are. And this is a huge strength of the church, how loving you guys are. So to connect people in, absolutely massive. So there's two things you're going to go away from this place with today. These are your two points. If you've fallen asleep the minute I got up here, these are the two things. Okay. Our faith, number one. There will be a test on this next week. (laughs) Our faith. Is not a quick fix for the journey, okay? It's not a quick fix. It's Sorry, but it's for the journey. And secondly, let's engage it to see shift happen for the kingdom of God. 